0: The big wireless companies sold you an outdated plan tied to long-term contracts and mystery fees. Simple Mobile's different. You get a lightning-fast 4G LTE nationwide network with no contract, ever. And keep the phone and number you love. Just text the word BYOP to 611611 to see if your phone is compatible. Simple Mobile. Out with the old, in with the simple. Standard text message and data rates may apply based on your mobile phone service. Please refer always to the privacy policy at simplemobile.com privacy policy and the terms and conditions at simplemobile.com terms and conditions. But I, I before you long. It's time to
1: talk about the life with those huh? You smell that? Smells like 12-0, and 0, baby! Let's go! Undefeated! How you feeling, Nate? I'm
2: feeling good.
1: No, yeah. he's feeling tired. We're honestly really, really tired. We, I got home at like 2.30 last night. This guy was still awake celebrating together, and now we're tired. But we're here. It's going to be a raw show. We're not going to have any guests other than you guys if you want to call in. Uh, it's going to be a little quickie, but we just wanted to come in here and, and really just celebrate the unbelievable night that occurred last night at the Coliseum in front of uh, the worst band in the history of bands. I swear, I I hate that song so much. And that's literally all they play, all freaking night long. Who gives a crap? You're 0 and, or five and seven. Anything else to add on that intro?
2: Um, <clears throat> I mean, i just like to say... I was at church for the first part of the game, the first half, and I came back and they scored a touchdown right as I walked in the door. So. I,
1: I, I can't lie, I lie, man. This guy is, is the good luck charm. We were struggling in the first half. Nate went to church, came home, flipped on the game. He's texting me as I'm in the press box, and he's like, hey, I'm watching the game now. Boom, Dexter William rips that 53-yarder. 50, Pretty freaking awesome, Nate. Good job, brother. Uh, we are going to take your calls. I see a few of you calling in already. That's great. Thank you. Um, But we're going to kind of talk a little bit first and we'll kind of get going on the calls. Um, Hi, Betsy, Dustin, Jason, Chris Pruitt's in the house, CJ Taylor, Thomas Daniel, Dustin, Matt McGinnis. It is not a catchy song, Matt McGinnis, our producer extraordinaire. It's definitely not a catchy song. It's literally nails do a chalkboard for me. It's probably because in the Pete Carroll era when I went to that game, we got our butts handed to us every year, but not this year. This year's different. Last year was different. Currently, too, riding a two-game winning streak against the hated ones. I know a lot of you guys in the Midwest think Michigan's our biggest rival. I definitely think it's Ohio State. Um, all right, we're gonna take a quick call. Why not? This is like I said, we're kind of going shooting off the hip here. Let's take a call here. Good morning. This is the Dose Leprechauns, Charlotte, North Carolina. Who's this? Chris Saxon in the house. How you doing, big buddy? I called this for those of you listening right now. This is Chris Saxon. I call him the Louisiana animal. Big old six foot five Louisiana native. Yep.
3: Uh, went to the Nine concert last night. Oh,
1: that's lovely. Yeah,
3: I had to go have a couple cocktails to celebrate the Irish victory.
1: Yeah, I had a couple cocktails myself. In fact, a big shout-out to Justin Yoon's dad for literally pouring absolute vodka down my throat and uh, providing a wonderful experience at the tailgate. Uh, but oh, wow. So what's up, Chris? Uh, how you feeling, man? How you feeling today? I
3: uh, feel pretty good. I'm glad we... I knew the game yesterday was going to be tough. Yep. And, uh, I thought the boys played pretty well. I'm a little disappointed that they let Elko score 17 points, but I've got a lot of confidence in Clark Lee and uh, Chip Long. I think they're the best coordinators in the
1: country right now. Well, we're going to have to open up the pocketbook here at the end of the season to make sure they don't leave like Elko did. Speaking yeah. of speaking of horrible defenses and horrible defense, well, I can't really say horrible. Horrible defenses, did you see LSU drop 72 on A&M last night? Yeah. you Beat. Still got beat. <laughs> they did, they gave uh they gave what's his name, uh what's the coach's name over there? Uh Orgeron. yeah, that guy. Get or Ed Ordron. They gave him the Gatorade shower a little bit too early. Yeah,
3: well, he's uh he should be his record should be <clears> better <throat> than it is with the talent he's got it. As you know, L S U has not had a quarterback in the last six to eight years. Right, and right. This this uh Burrow kid is pretty good. He's a big boy and uh He's a good football player, a good quarterback, and uh, they just their defense is better than that. They've got a great defensive backfield at LSU, and uh, they, they should have lost 70, 75 points to be hung on. Them. It's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, this is enough talk about teams with losses. Let's talk about an undefeated Notre Dame team. So, at what point last night did you kind of feel, Chris, that okay, now we got the momentum back. Now we're now we're going to roll off uh, roll off some points here and get going.
3: Well. I mean, <clears throat> to Watch the game. Uh, I've been watching some of the YouTube videos, but uh, you know, I just felt like Notre Dame had a really good plan going in. That they were focused, and we're going to be able to take Southern Cal out. The danger was that Clay Helton's probably going to be gone. Oh, no doubt. And, and when, when you got a coach whose job is on the line. The, the boys tend to gather and rally around and try to do everything they can to save it. And had they beaten us last night, I think they probably would have saved his job for, for a year. But, um, you know, it is what it is. And, and we'll go on and we'll see who we, who we play next. And hopefully it will be Clemson. And uh, so does Clemson play next week?
1: Clemson plays. Who do they play in the ACC championship game? Uh, I'll get back to you, on that's a good question. Can our producer maybe look that up, please? We're going to find out and get you that answer here in a minute. I should know that. I apologize, but they'll definitely be in the ACC championship game, and uh, we'll see how that shakes out. But, Chris, we got a couple other calls coming in, but I'll catch up with you a little bit later, buddy.
3: Sounds good. Thanks, Chris. Go Irish. Thanks, Nate. Yep. Go Irish, Nate. Go Irish.
1: All right, so there's Chris Saxon from Louisiana. Um, I was. It was pretty cool. So last night in the press box, I was actually sitting next to two guys, um, actually four guys. Two guys were representing the Sugar Bowl, Two guys representing the Orange Bowl. And they had. A, it was really cool to hear some of their stories at halftime because I wasn't paying attention most of the time. I was just trying to not get kicked out of the press box. Um, oh, okay. So no, so Clemson will be playing Pitt. So we'll see how that shakes out. I'm pretty confident Clemson's going to take the dub there. Um, Pitt will give him problems, though. What's that?
2: Pitt's a good yeah, I was
1: just saying. Pitt's a good team. team. One thing that Chris said that I think is worth uh, repeating and talking about, um, you know, ST last night, I think that was the, the fastest team by far that Notre Dame played all year. Definitely they weren't playing as a team and that's why they have seven losses now. That's why they lost to us. Uh, coaching, they had some very questionable coaching decisions on some of their offensive play calling. But from a talent perspective, you know, there's a reason they were in the top, or top 15 uh, preseason rankings for most, most uh, consensus polls. I mean, the guys have talent all over the place. You look at a guy like JT Daniels, 18 year old quarterback out there. Technically he's still supposed to be a freaking uh, senior in high school this year. It's crazy and he's out there slinging it around I think he threw for over 300 yards. Omeras uh, St. Brown, who the Irish recruited, who that is going to be public enemy number one for the Irish for the next few years, let me tell you. That kid can play, but he's got a chip on his shoulder. For some reason, the St. Browns kind of seem to have something against the Irish. I don't know what the deal is there. But that connection to JT Daniels, to Omeras St. Brown, whoever that next coach is at SC, because Clay Hilton's getting fired, uh, he's going to have two very talented players on yep. his hands. Yep.
2: They just gotta work on catching
1: the ball. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff they have to work on, obviously, and they have to play as a cohesive unit. But the talent that you saw out there, you saw some of the defensive line really getting a good push against our very talented offensive line. So, uh, you know, it, it was it was scary, man. I was I was like, man, these guys really did come to play. The fans were into it at first. I kept tweeting about hope. I said, you can't give these guys hope. You can't let them hang around because if you give them time to hang around, you know they're gonna they're gonna score some points. Um, there was a few big turnovers. Uh, a couple of the admin on Dill Epercons were, were texting, saying, "I think all they worked on this year and on defense was, or not this year, but this week, was stripping the football. Did you notice how? Yeah. Literally every tackle they were trying to strip that, rip that football out mm-hmm. every time. Okay. So, and it paid off a couple times.
2: Well, yeah. When you're down 10-0, you gotta go. That's right. Uh, it doesn't matter what you're uh, gonna get from it, you just have to do it.
1: As we're uh, as we're getting some people uh, making some comments here, I, I just want to give a huge shout out to. Uh, one of our partner sites, uh, the new Notre Dame Nation, T.N. Indian. Please give them a follow. Lynn, Cindy Hamill, uh, Lisa Kelly, that whole group there, um, they were the ones that really helped us get these uh, press passes and the field credentials. And that last night was like one of the most memorable nights of my life, aside from when these guys were born and when I got married. That was an unbelievable night to be there to see the Irish clinch the 12-0 undefeated season, um, to be like within 10 feet of Tony Jones Jr.'s catch and score uh, touchdown. Speaking of which, man, happy birthday T.J.J. That was an incredible way to celebrate your birthday. Yeah. Also, want to give a huge shout out to our boy. Want to win, put Dex, Dex in, in. Uh, man. That what can you say about that guy? Another rushing touchdown. He had uh, 79 yards on the ground. I think he had 59 yards past catching. No, he didn't. Uh, scored a touchdown um, and just really. True. I was watching on the sidelines. There was several times where it seemed like there was a little, there was a little bit of a lull in the Irish offense. Dex was walking up and down the sidelines, getting everybody fired up, and you could just tell that he wanted this game badly. You know, his mom, Cheryl, shout out to Cheryl Bryant, was in attendance. Um, she was excited. I mean, it was just such an amazing atmosphere. Um, being in the press box, uh, I'll be honest, next time if we get press credentials, uh, we're going to send somebody else up there, probably Big Nate here, because, quite frankly, I, I'm not able to, uh, to be a good boy up there, and you have to act professional, and that's just, I'm a fan first, guys. Um, Again, if you guys want to call in, 951 206 9403 is the number. I'm going to drop that here in the comment section. Give us a call. Let's talk about the team. Let's talk about the season, uh, turning points in the season. I think, you know, I was at the, the, the bookends of the season, and I just feel so honored to have had that opportunity. You know, the Michigan game. Um, that's Dave. Uh, the Michigan game to start in South Bend and then finishing the season in LA with a, mm-hmm. a clinching 12 0 victory. And Navy. And they, oh yeah, we were in Navy too. So uh, but yeah, a lot of turning points this season. I mean, this team feels different. I know a lot of people are comparing it to the 2012 team. I feel like in 2012 we didn't really, other than like Oklahoma and a cup and maybe one or two other games, I don't think we really blew anybody out. Phone, number again. phone numbers dropped in the comments: 951-206-9403. Give us a call, talk about the game. Here we go. Here is Elkhart, Indiana calling in. <laughs> Good morning. How we doing? Who is this? Hey, what's going on? Who, who is this?
3: This is Greg from Elkhart.
1: Greg, how you doing, buddy?
3: I'm all right. How are you doing,
1: man? Man, we're doing great. We're feeling undefeated with a capital N D oh, yeah. in the middle. nothing better than that. <laughs> That's right. So, where'd you watch the game out last night, Greg?
0: I watched it at home with my wife, my children, and two good friends of mine.
1: Excellent. I love it. I love it. So. At what point did you turn go from uh, putting down the Xanax bottle to popping the champagne? Uh,
0: that went pretty much all night long, honestly, but probably when Ian lowered that shoulder for the first down.
1: So I had an opportunity to interview Ian uh, at the end of the game. I don't know if you had a chance to check that out, uh, but I, I asked him about that. I said, hey, Ian, you know, when you ro- lowered your shoulder and just ran that poor defensive back over, you know, do you feel like that was kind of a turning point? He said, he goes, yeah. He goes, uh, you know, we really got some momentum after that, got picked up the first down and were able to to go into halftime only down three. Uh, And then they came out, you know, the first series I think they went three and out. But uh, they came out fired up, man. The defense was playing with a chip on their shoulder. I think Kelly got up in there and uh, told them, hey.
0: I really believe, yeah, Coach Kelly just ripped ripped them apart at halftime. And we just totally came out a a different
1: team absolutely yeah i'm telling i was just saying on the show here that this is a truly special team man being around this group for for a few games this year and getting to know some of these guys over the last few years uh these guys want it more than any team i've ever been around and they they're they're a true you hear this all the time it's cliche but they really are a brotherhood i mean these guys play for each other and they play for the university and i think that you're we're really going to you know I, i saw some some uh, Vegas stuff out there saying if we play Clemson that we're going to be a, a oh. ten-and-a-half-point dog. I think that is hilarious. And I, if you're a betting person, yeah. I would say uh, take the Irish from the points and win some money. Let's put it that way.
0: Oh, yeah. I believe with, with Dex and the Tranquilizer playing, Ooh, I like my it. two favorite players, hands down, I mean, we, we can't be stopped unless we stop ourselves.
1: You're, that's absolutely right. That's absolutely right. Well, hey, Greg, I got a couple other people calling on. Thanks for the call, and go Irish good morning who is this, Hi, this is Eric
0: from Long Beach,
1: deep in country. yeah buddy we feel your pain man let's uh we need to rally together against these bums how you doing this morning i'm doing great man were you at the game last night unfortunately no i stayed oh. home
0: today. my wife was out of town so i had to watch my kids
1: <laughs> bummer man that's a tough one but you watched the game live the whole thing
0: oh yeah every second
1: what'd you think how you how'd you feel
0: Oh. In uh, 2017, the thing that stood out to me was uh, one of the guys who ran the gate for practice. He had been at that gate for 17 years, and he said the kids had never
1: been this strong, this fast, and June ever. Nice. So nice. last year I was expecting, you know, 12 and 0, and we fell short, 9 and 3.
0: But it's the same kids, same strength and conditioning, same different attitude than previous teams. They no longer show up thinking we're Notre Dame, people are just going to cower. They show up, they do their business, and they walk away with the W. Absolutely. They're professional. they're mean, they're strong, and they have depth. Their backups, backups can play at other schools right now.
1: That's yeah. right. No, depth is key. I mean, you, you look at a lot of teams, you, you know, we, we started the season with our, quite frankly, our starting quarterback on the bench and our starting running back on the bench. So uh, you, you beat a team like Michigan with, with two guys that right now are, you know, basically second string, that's pretty impressive um and and uh, you talked about the depth if when you have four or five different um lines that you can throw in there almost like a damn hockey team switching in and out with your d line you're gonna have a lot of success getting after the quarterback and i think we saw that all year yes we did yes we did so so you go to fantasy camp every year huh yes i do okay well i am gonna do everything in my power to join you finally this year i don't care if sell a liver sell a kidney (laughs) uh sell nate you know Putting Nate out there for hire. Whatever we need to do, we're, we're going to try to get out there in June this year. Yeah, it's, it's so
0: much fun. It's, it's uh, As a lifelong Notre Dame fan, it was amazing how much back uh, uh, behind the scenes uh, you get to see the players. Uh, as you're going out to practice, they're coming into films. and you're coming into films, they're going out to practice. You really feel like
1: you're 19 and you're one of the nation's top football players when you go back. That's awesome, man. Well, I hope to see you out there, Greg. Thank you very much for calling in, and we'll talk to you soon. Go Irish. Later, buddy. All right, dude. Did somebody else call other than that 233? I think it was Dave Brooks. Yeah. Sorry, Dave Brooks. Only Irish talk today, not whatever you want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Our producer's taking the calls today. We got no control over it. Um, anybody no, else want to call no, in? No, 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 Nick no. Yoder. Oh, we got bidding going on for Nate. We got bidding going on for Nate. Nick Yoder $25 for Nate. Do I hear 50 Can we get it? Let's get an auction going here. Send Jason to Fantasy Camp. We'll start the bidding at $25, Nick no. Yoder. Sending Nate out. Um, so again, like you said, guys, it's just kind of a raw show. We're just playing around. Just I mean, I, I got home at 2.30 last night. I do want to give another shout-out. We gave a shout out to T N N D N and all they did for us to help us get those credentials. Um, but I also want to give a shout out to your coach, uh, Turnbull Thule Sopo. Uh, I had an opportunity to spend a little bit in the evening with him and his son solo who uh, was on the uh, was on the injured list uh, couldn't play for the Trojans last night, but man kid is an absolute freak He won the Heisman for uh, high school players in Southern, California Uh, (laughs) He's the real deal man, and uh, It was cool to hang out with them and 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 he had some good things to say about the Irish and uh, solo if you're uh, Turnbull if you're watching give us a call uh <laughs> uh jason lynch just after 50 so did uh, matt mcginnis jim gilmore said what kind of household skill does he have <laughs> this is great yeah not a whole lot he, he's a good looking kid and he can um uh, play, video game. play video game he's really he's a great video game player so if you need like a level beat on Fortnite, oh wait never mind he's never got a Fortnite dub my bad sorry buddy i
2: hate Fortnite.
1: Okay, well, any game you play, you can't get that dub anymore. Yeah, so, okay, anyway, let's move on. Let's get back to the Irish. So, um, another thing that really stood out to me, <clears throat> excuse me, last night in the first half was um, it seemed like SC really had a good game plan together in the first half, and they kind of abandoned it in the second. It's, you know, they're throwing these short passes to get Amra St. Brown in tri- into to, uh, some space to make some plays, and then they, they just like abandoned it. It was like yeah. they just forgot about it. Um, they were able to run the ball a little bit with a Cedric Ware, who, God, that, that's a good football player okay. right there. Uh, Marquis Steep, who was actually a Notre Dame commit, and we still don't really know why, but he flipped um, and ended up going to SC. He had a pretty decent game, so they were able to move the ball a little bit. And again, that kind of goes back to that four- or five-star talent that they have all over the place at that school. Those guys can play some football, man. I mean, there's, there's a reason that Notre Dame was recruiting a lot of these guys hard. Stanford was recruiting these guys. Uh, Bama, in certain circumstances. But these are all guys that play out here in the West Coast, Southern California, against some of the best competition in the country.
2: About how you said with the how the momentum changed, I mm-hmm. think one big thing was when we went for it on fourth down and uh, we converted. Mm-hmm. I think that showed a lot in Coach Kelly and trusting his team because first half we didn't really do much. We didn't go for anything. Um, kind of a interesting decision at the end of the third quarter, but or second quarter. But, um, I mean, he was really aggressive at the Beginning of the third, end of third. That's a of the game.
1: that's a really good point. Um, you you don't see Kelly going for a lot on fourth down, but I think he understood this the the importance of the situation where you know we had to get something going, mm-hmm. and he decided to go for it. Um, Tyler Newsom had a fifty nine yard punt to pin, uh, the Trojans back in their own what was okay. it their own ten fifteen something like that. Um, so yeah, it was really uh it was really a cool thing for for Tyler to go out there and really show out his final okay. regular season game because. We all know we're going to the playoffs now. Um, give us a call, guys. Two zero six nine four zero three nine five one area code. Um, we don't have a guest today, other than we want you want to hear from you guys. We were supposed to call uh, some of our admin who I want to talk about here too. So uh, last night, uh, great night at the, at the Coliseum. But I also want to give a huge shout out to the guys holding it down on the Dill Secrecons Facebook accounts, Twitter accounts, Instagram accounts. Uh, that's Jason Lynch, Jason Pruitt, Pat McCormick, uh, Wayne Smith, Matt Dunbar. And our newest addition, Mark Freakin' Edwards, one of our admin. Huh, how about that? We got a Super Bowl champion as one of our admin and he's doing a great job responding to you guys and putting some uh, unique perspectives out there. Also want to give a shout out to to the fans that were not necessarily uh, jumping off the ship, right? At at halftime. I mean, was I scared? Hell yes, I was scared. Was I concerned? Eh. I mean, it was 10 to seven. We were down three to a very talented team who had a rough season on the road, hostile environment, playing for their coach. So, yeah, concerned, maybe a little, uh, scared, yeah, but, you know, seeing the game from from the press box, I could kind of tell that the momentum was starting to shift, and I truly felt that we were going to come out and, and really establish our will in the second half. The final score doesn't doesn't necessarily reflect what the final, uh, I don't know, seven, eight minutes that game was really like. Final score is 24-17. It was 24-10 with about, what, a minute 35 left. Mm-hmm. Quite frankly, man, they scored a junk touchdown. If you watch that the last couple plays there on that offensive drive, they were, you know, they were uh, Notre Dame's defense was playing very um, not really soft, but they were playing to off coverage, they weren't jamming up the receivers. Uh, D-line wasn't necessarily blitzing on every play. So, you know, could have been 24-10, but who cares? If we win by one, I'm still happy. We're still undefeated. Yeah. So uh, let's see. Sean Devine, in your opinion, how does Indy stack up stack up to the other potential playoff opponents? I truly think that we stack up very, very well against uh, Clemson. Let's take a look. They got a, a freshman quarterback. We just saw a freshman quarterback. JT Daniels, in my opinion, is more talented than uh, Kelly Kelly Lawrence, Tracy Lawrence. I don't know the guy's name. The, the dude with the long hair that plays at Clemson. He's a freaking 18-year-old punk. Um, they, I, I feel like JT Daniels is a better quarterback than him, but uh, Clemson does have that running back. Oh, God, Narcisse. See, I don't know these guys' names because I don't really care about any other team than the Irish. So. Whatever his name is, we're about to dominate.
2: And then we gotta be careful of Hunter Renfro, the um, Padres player. Is he? Is, he's not even? He's not even on the team anymore. Yeah, he is.
1: Anyway, uh, bidding's is. still open on this guy. Based on that comment, uh, the garbage TD blitzed on that down. Yeah, that's true. Uh, let's see. But Michigan scores twice on plays right before the half against OSU, and that is what stuck in my mind last night. Those two final two minutes. That's right. Uh, i don't know who's he's talking to etienne that's right that's the running back thanks sean devine um so yeah clemson i think we stack up well their, their defensive line obviously is is scary scary good um but uh our o-line is getting better and better and think about it this way clemson's gonna go have to go play a tough game next week against pitt so on december 1st they'll be playing while the irish are sipping my tight well if they're over 21 you know hanging out they're drinking gatorade in their dorm room playing freaking Fort- Fortnite. Fort- so uh, they'll be resting, relaxed. They'll have a long time. They'll have some, some film to really study up on. Um, I fully expect Kelly, Lee, and um, Chip Long to have a great game plan put together. Um, so I think we stack up really well against Clemson. Guys, let's be honest. Bama is on another level right now, but that's why they play the games. I mean, let's look at it this way. Did Ball State have any business hanging against Notre Dame at, in South Bend? No, not at all. But did they? Yeah, they did. Were they ever going to win? Not a chance. But my point to that is Notre Dame has as much talent as Bama, maybe not as deep and as much talent as Bama. Um, but when you look at Bama play, they're so big, they're so fast, they're so well coached. They play a very aggressive style of football. But I feel like that's something that the Irish are going to be able to... Well, let's get by Clemson first and we'll have a conversation about Bama.
2: One thing I want to say about Bama is we need if we do play them... We need to start the game off strong because we've seen that yes. they struggle in the first half. That's true. The 10-10 versus Heidel. Um I mean, Auburn, they were tied at halftime. It was like 14-14, something like that. Um, and then after that, in the second half, they just turned it on.
1: Got Grand Rapids, Michigan calling in. Let's see who this is. Good morning. Who is this? Good morning. Those leprechauns, who's this? Hey, what's up, Michael? How you doing, buddy? Oh, man. Jason, that picture of you on the
0: sidelines, I, I'll see that, and I'll just be like, how in the world did Jason get on the sidelines?
1: <laughs> you know what? The funny thing about that is I was thinking the same thing. They let this guy go on the sidelines? Are they crazy?
0: <laughs> well, you know, it's great to be 12-0. and 0. I'm Woo. the biggest critic of where we're at. But, you know, we started the game and prevent defense. Oh, Once we went back to our normal base standards, I mean, we, we pretty much shut them down and
1: we gave them seven points. What do you uh, think? Uh, or, yeah. what, do you think that was by design? Do you think that was by design they wanted to, to play prevent, or do you think it was kind of a, hey, we've seen them do these things here and it's just something they wanted to mix in? Well, uh, the, the worst enemy
0: of USC has been their quarterback. He's obviously a good quarterback. There's no doubt about it. Yes. But I think uh, based on the USC film, my guess is that they kept thinking he was
2: going to overthrow or underthrow and they were going to get a pick. That just didn't happen. He mm-hmm. just kept picking them apart, and the, I wish they would have changed that a little bit earlier,
0: um, you know. But they did not. eventually. We we changed it. The one uh, the one thing we have to do is now knowing we're twelve and zero, uh, we have to really focus on, uh, you know, just defeating who's in front of us because we can't play like we did yesterday or against Ball State. I mean, we just got to play. We got to play at that same level because we're definitely uh, we definitely have a lot of team speed. I I think a great um a great I don't want to what lifted us yesterday
1: to another level was when the defense had to we sat him twice yeah. in one series yeah and I mean we just shut them down this was their this was their real reality check
0: and they, they just went nowhere y- I mean you saw you saw four linemen that are faster <laughs> than any lineman we've had
1: since the eighty eight team yes or at least the ninety three team. Yeah, you know what, and I think you made a, made a great point when they had to get the, when they had to get that sack. They did twice in one series, and um, it was crazy because when you think about it, you know that that's a hostile environment no matter how you swing it. You can tell you can tell me OS, uh, OSU. You can tell me USC is you know two and ten, one and eleven, zero oh, and whatever. Throw the records out the window when two rivals like that play each other, and especially when you're talking about the level of talent these guys have. Those o linemen that they had out there are still four or five star guys across the board. So for our defense to, in the fourth quarter, you know, really sack up and get after it, you know, pin their ears back and get after it and get the quarterback twice, really says something about the tenacity of this team.
0: Coach Holtz used to always say, and it never made sense to me until down the road, he said he always looks at it as how bad are we capable of playing, us being Notre Dame, and how good are the opponents capable of playing. Uh, the, 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 the players on the USC football field they can start for any team in the country. Those players are not your average players. And they, they you saw uh, kind of a tiny bit of what they're capable of doing and scary well, what they may be doing in the future. But the bottom bottom line is that, you know, we walked out of there. We're 12-0. We have a long way to go to certainly to be where we're at.
1: But we're 12-0. You learn that with winning. You don't learn it with losing. That's right. And a perfect example is that LSU. They are a very good team. But in two crucial, crucial games they realize that they're not a championship team to pull it out so I'm just excited to be 12-0 and we're uh, we gonna see you on the sidelines in Miami no unfortunately not um, we won't be able to make the trip uh, so yeah if, if the Irish get by whoever they play which I believe to be Clemson uh, on December 29th in Miami um, we will definitely be going to Levi Stadium for the national championship game so what, do you, uh, what was your We know he's our, who's that guy. By the way, that was just a great video you had, Dexter.
0: That, mm-hmm. um, that it. It seemed, going back to the Michigan game when we didn't have Dexter, mm-hmm. it seemed like the two, the two other guys really yesterday just went to work. I mean, they really became starting running backs, uh, so to speak. Just when they had to step up, they did. And I mean, that really, uh, that really, I for me, I think that helps us against uh, uh, the next future opponent. Because now they're
1: not just stopping Dexter Williams. Now they have a force of three okay. potential potential NFL players they have to stop. Well, well, not just that, but look at it this way: you, you got Dexter Williams, who's clearly your bell cow. You got Jafar Armstrong, who, while Dex was out, was kind of carrying the load. You got Tony Jones Jr., who can, was one of the better uh, blocking running backs in the nation, and obviously can catch because he had that catch and run last night to really seal the deal. And then, and then you still have Avery Davis, who we haven't seen a lot from, who's, who's shown some flashes. And then let's up throughout the X Factor. Let's be honest. We're going to have four weeks to find a way to get a, an electric athlete and Brandon Wimbush on the field against whoever we play. So you're going to have five freaking guys that, quite frankly, you're going to have to game plan for that can really make plays anywhere on the football field.
0: Yeah, well, I, I definitely agree in itself, man.
1: It's going to be it's fun. A, it's
0: a great position to be in, but yeah. I, I, I sure hope we get Clemson. I,
1: I do too, man. In
0: order to get to the Alabama level, we have to –
1: a semi-final game in my team in my opinion this team is is better than the 2015 team that went down to death valley in a friggin monsoon and and came within what three inches of beating clemson uh this team is better than that team and i don't think this clemson team is as good as them they don't have a deshaun watson at quarterback so what i'm getting at here is they're gonna be playing on a neutral site with the freshman quarterback a nasty defensive line and a good running and a really good running back but we we have all the pieces in place to beat a uh, team like clemson on a neutral field so i I love our chances in that in that game because you know we're going to travel well. I, yeah, I do too. One of, one of the big differences between
0: the Notre Dame teams of the past, uh, uh, basically going back to 93, this is the best secondary we've had. And as, they're not just a good secondary. They're recognized. You know, they're talked about on all the shows. And, I mean, they, they are a very good secondary. So passing on us is quite a bit more difficult than it, than it would have been in 2012. And I agree with you. <clears throat> You saw yesterday, one of the things that uh, USC did, they were really passing the short passes against our linebackers. They weren't challenging the safety.
2: And you saw why in the later half when they had to pass,
0: mm-hmm. you know, what happened. Yep. I mean, our secondary gets, too. I mean, how many times did they hit some people? And, man, you felt it from your seat in your living room. Yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> all right, guys. You know, Keep up the great work. All right, Go you th- Irish. Thanks for the call. Go Irish. We'll see you soon. Oh. See you. you too sir take care bye-bye thank you yeah i just want to thank everybody for the calls today do we have another one come in nope still dave brooks um sorry dave not going to happen today <laughs> uh we got we're too much to be excited about with notre dame and uh you're go we don't need to hear it um so anyways uh what else so uh yesterday okay nate here we go player of the game on defense who you got
2: alohi gilman
1: i like that that's a good that's a good one I, I would say it's a combination of either alohi or julian love who i think ended up with 12 solo tackles Julian Love, I'm gonna just—he is the best tackling uh, secondary player in all of college football. He he will make every open field tackle, and that's gonna be huge against teams like Clemson and Bama, or whoever we end up playing. Because those guys, you got to be able to wrap up. Uh, Alohi, he is just ferocious out there. He he literally reminds me of a quicker Manti Te'o of uh, mm-hmm. of, of lore, and uh, just to see him out there flying around, you know, he really is the flying Hawaiian man. He got sorry, Robbie Toma, I know you're watching right now, and I apologize, but. Come on, man. Give your, give your uh, Hawaiian brother some love. That, that's the Hawaii, flying Hawaiian right there. Jerry Kennedy's with us said, have to get healthy and get the O-line firmed up. Yeah, that's right. Uh, saw Trevor Ruland limping around a little bit last night. Uh, looks to be an okay. We'll wait for Coach Kelly's presser. Um, for those of you that haven't heard, uh, the Irish are gonna take a week off. No practice, no lifting, nothing like that for about a week. Uh, let them rest up. Uh, enjoy a 12-0 undefeated, not a single loss, not a single blemish season uh and then they're going to get back to work and get ready for whoever the next victim is uh let's see oh coach Gambeau is watching. what's up coach uh what's what's different about the playoff versus the bcs is we have the chance to play a team like clemson and if we beat them then we play bama and have some confidence going into that game that's a, g- a great point sean Barry. thanks for bringing that up justin knox that's another guy this guy right here knows his football uh they ate up us and they ate us up in soft coverage early that's for sure Uh, Jim Gilmore said, Matthew, Robbie, go Irish. Uh, Let's see. Lynn Clark. Hey, Lynn. Uh, It was a pleasure sharing the press box with you yesterday. Uh, Lynn Clark does some great coverage for Irish Illustrated and um, actually for us as well on Dose Leprechauns. Um, Who else we got here? Susan Costello said, did anyone think they were going to put Wimbush in last night at one point to change it up? Absolutely not. Um, We got another call. We'll answer this. Uh, Nope, I guess we won't. Um, Susan, I don't think there was any chance of Brandon Wimbush coming in at quarterback last night. I was waiting for him to take off the headset and uh, get his uh, running back cleats on and get in there and get a little spin there, but uh, you know, right when I was thinking that, Dex rips off that uh, 52-yarder for the score. Um, I would say my player of the game on defense is Julian Love. Offensively, I think you gotta go with Tony Jones Jr. And I'll tell you, there's two reasons why I say that. You, You could always give it to Dex, obviously, I think Dex might just be the offensive MVP this year. But uh, when you look at Tony Jones Jr., I saw several times when SC was bringing the blitz, he would pick up um, the blitzing safety at the last second to save Book. Um, and then obviously the the, the catch and score uh, toward the end there. Had some good solid runs. So I, my game ball on offense goes to Tony Jones Jr., the birthday boy from yesterday. Uh, Justin Yoon, clutch field goal. Dude, that thing was hanging up there for a while. I was like, is that going to go in? And then sure enough, boink, went in. Um, so, yeah, you getting it done again. What else, Nate? What else you got? We're going to jump off here in a sec. Anybody else want to call in? We got a phone line open. Uh, there's talking about Wash Coach. What? Oh, uh, a buddy of ours, Ralph Valadares, uh, said that they're talking about the Washington coach maybe being the new USC coach, Chris Peterson. I would be jealous. I Well, not really. I love Coach Kelly more than anybody, but uh, Chris Peterson's a hell of a coach. Uh, if he comes to SC, it's going to make things very interesting in the next couple of matchups against the, the hated ones. Uh, that, that's a good football coach right there. Justin Knox said, book is a cool cat under pressure. Damn right. Uh, Jason Lynch, my game ball is the whole team. Absolutely. We posted that on Del Cipricons last night that the game ball goes to the entire tw- uh, 2018 team for just uh, an incredible ride, man. I mean, I knew at that Michigan game that just the the, the, the way they played as, as a team together, the way they, they came out, just so fired up that this team was going to be different. And sure enough, 12 wins later, and we're here we are talking about Notre Dame in the playoffs, and nobody can deny us because it's not going to happen. Even, even – uh, what does it say? Peterson, not Jerry Kennedy, says. Okay, we'll, we'll find out. Miguel Fouts, Moe's watching with us. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, sorry about that, man. I know you're a USCN Notre Dame fan, but uh, we, uh, we know how that turned out. So, Nate, anything else before we sign off here? We got, we got a phone line open. We'll keep it open for another two or three minutes, 951 206 9403. Jerry Kennedy, if you're watching, watch. You call in and talk about the Chris Peterson rumor. Anybody else want to call in and talk about the 24 17 beatdown last night or anything else for that matter? Call in. Why are you shaking your head, producer to the stars? Fowler last night was terrible. When is he not? <laughs> I can't stand the ABC crew. But not just that, but the commercials just go on forever. So, um, let's see. I was anticipating seeing a QB change last night after the Irish run game was getting stopped. And the pass game wasn't as effective early on. Um, John P. Bell, I totally disagree. I don't think there's any chance you would have seen a QB change. Book is our guy, barring any injury, knock on wood, please say a prayer, rosary, all that, that he doesn't get hurt or anything else here in the next couple of weeks. You're not going to see a quarterback change, even if he comes out slow. You've got you to stick with your game plan, and that's what they did. I think you know, a lot of the armchair quarterbacks want to say, oh, bring in Wimbush. And don't get me wrong, I'm a huge Wimbush fan. But it was not time to make a change.
2: What do yeah. you think? I mean, I think just stay with your guy, because then, I mean, Wimbush is going to come in. Yeah, he's excited, but the rest of the team is going to be like, oh, now I have to block for Wimbush, and you've been blocking for Book the whole game, so it's kind of like... And, and you've,
1: you've worked the entire week to get ready for yeah. Ian Book as your quarterback. You know, they Brandon and Ian play a fairly similar game. Obviously, Ian you know, whips it around a little bit better, but, I mean, you don't just go the whole week and prepare for Ian Book as your quarterback, and then... You know, it's, he didn't throw a pick until late in the game, so it's not like he's, he's turning the ball over. He just, he got off to a slow start, and you got to credit USC's defense, man. Those, I told you guys, a lot of people are saying, oh, 49-17, 42-10, whatever. Nah, man, SC's always going to play as tough other than 2017 when they got their doors blown off. Uh, but typically, that's going to be a really competitive game, and I, I, it's exactly how I thought it was going to go, honestly. I, I've seen a lot of these guys that play for SC play in high school at the highest level, and they, a lot of them were recruited by Notre Dame, so we knew they were going to bring the heat. So... Anyway, um, let's see, like Bama did against Citadel, all teams do it. That's a good point. Steve Croucher just said, like Bama did against Citadel, all teams do it. <laughs> Bama was, were they losing at one point to the freaking Citadel? No,
2: they were tied. Is that,
1: a, is that like the, the junior college for the freaking Army? What's the Citadel, Matt? Is that I mean, is that, I don't, what is the Citadel? I didn't know the Citadel had a football team, and Bama's, God, don't get me started on Bama's schedule. People want to talk smack about Notre Dame's schedule? We have probably seven to maybe eight teams that are going to be bowl eligible. Bama played the friggin' Citadel last week. Give me a break. Not
2: last yeah. week. It
0: was
1: like a couple... No, it, was la- right? it wasn't last week. It was the week before. Last, yesterday, they played Auburn. The
0: military college of South
1: Carolina. The mi- oh, my... <laughs> Get out. Stop it. We got to end on that now. The, the Alabama played the military college of South Carolina. What? Anyway. And then people want to talk about Notre Dame's strength of schedule. We played... Frickin' Michigan, who, okay, they got destroyed by OSU. We played Northwestern at Northwestern. Pitt, um, Virginia Tech, Syracuse, who beat, had a really nice win against Boston College last night. A huge win. USC, at USC. Don't tell me this crap. Oh, they were down. They're still the same athletes. They just had a bad year because of coaching. Still a quality opponent. Get out of here with that noise. Um, who else am I forgetting that we, we beat today cause, or this year? Cause Stanford. Stanford. Stanford, exactly. We beat freaking Stanford handily. And I think Stanford put it on UCLA last night who put it on USC the, the weekend before. Yeah. So it, it, when you look at the strength of schedule, you can't just look at the strength of schedule. You also got to look at strength of record. And if I remember seeing a stat correctly recently, we, we got to get these stats for the next show, but I think they're like top 10 in the Notre Dame's top 10 in the nation. And as far as their schedule goes in strength of schedule and strength of record.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, so
1: that's impressive.
2: Yeah, And um, Clemson plays a lot of the same teams we do. Syracuse. Uh, right. Wake Forest. That's true.
1: Pitt coming up. Yeah.
2: So, Oops. It
1: would be kind of funny though to see the the chaos that would ensue if oh somehow Pitt gosh. beat Clemson next be week. Awesome. I mean, who you, so yeah, let's talk about that real quick. So top four right now on Tuesday is probably getting, well, it's going to be uh, Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame. Who's going to be in that four spot? I could see Oklahoma sliding in there. They,
2: I would think. Well, I'd say Georgia stays in there for now, and then they play yeah. Alabama, get smacked, <laughs> um, and then uh, probably if Oklahoma wins, then Oklahoma.
1: So you think a top four finishing of Bama, Clemson, Notre Dame, and Oklahoma?
2: I mean, if Clemson loses to Pitt, then... Oh, that would be hilarious. Alabama, Notre Dame... Um, Georgia. Uh, Georgia. Or, well, no. Because Georgia will loses, lose. Yeah. Then um, Oklahoma at three, four is maybe Ohio State. Oh, That's no, right. they might put UCF in there. All,
1: All right, New so State. we're, we're going to get ready to sign off here. I am still on cloud nine. I, I don't know how many bills... I literally couldn't sleep last night. I got home at two in the morning, didn't go to sleep till like four... I mean, it, it was just—it was a surreal night for so many different reasons. You guys have no idea the rage that I have for SC, uh, and then for them to be that close and almost—I thought God was playing a cruel trick on me—but the, the big guy upstairs came through just like the team did. Uh, huge shout out to all the guys on the team, all the parents. Had a really unique opportunity to spend some time tailgating at Joe Schmidt's family's tailgate last yesterday before the game, and uh, you could just tell this—not this, not only are the players tight, but the parents are all tight. They're out there having a great time, you know. You know, praying together, all these things. It was just really a great thing to see. The pep rally the night before was packed. Corey Miner brought the house, Joey Getherall, Sam Bush, Joe Schmidt. Um, can't remember the other guy's name. Uh, Utupo was out there. Big shout out to our boy, Jesse <coughs> Utupo, for a great season at Milliken. Um, but yeah, um, just huge shout out to the the players, uh, the coaches, the parents, but also to the fans, man. You know, you heard a lot this year about the, the fan support, and, and we really do have the best fan base in the nation. Um, just Please, guys, keep it together when things aren't going great. Don't jump off the shit, man. Obviously, it's not. nobody's ever going to play a perfect season. For crying out loud, Bama played the friggin' military institution of South Carolina, and we're losing. So things are going to happen sometimes. you got to just roll with it. Stick with your squad. Stick with your coach. Stick with your players, unless you're Clay Hilton. Um, and, and, and ride it through, man. It's, it, obviously, it turned out great, and uh, I, I really think... Uh, you know kelly has something really built here look at the recruiting class we're going to have a top 10 maybe even top five recruiting class in 2019 he's actually hitting the road to recruit as we speak Um, another shout out to chris kelly coach kelly's um, i guess sister-in-law i got to hang out with her and she's just their family's amazing too Uh, notre dame's spirit is alive and well and uh, i really look forward to the fans and the players and the parents and the coaches carrying us on to a victory in the playoffs and and seeing where things up in the national championship game Mm -hmm. with that i'm going to sign off nate you got anything else before we're done
2: I'd be on PS4, seeing it 15 times. You know what it is. Contest
1: is still open on our Dill SupperCon's Facebook page. Check us out there. Um, if you invite somebody on the post where we talk about the contest, you'll have an opportunity to win one of these beautiful hand-painted signs by our sponsor, Madmore Creations. Also, if you want to get your beard looking tight like me and our producer Matt have, check out Mahoney's Beard Brew from our boy Sean Mahoney. Um, and uh, we'll be coming back with a show each week leading up to the playoffs. Uh, We'll try to get some guests. If not, we'll take your calls. Call in, don't be shy. Um, Have some fun, talk some Notre Dame football. Uh, We're gonna start doing a segment where you can actually email us your questions beforehand. We'll ask them on air. Um, But yeah, check us out on Facebook, uh, Twitter, YouTube. We have a YouTube channel now. All of our shows go directly there. I'm gonna be posting some videos from the game last night uh, that I haven't posted yet on the YouTube channel. And uh, again, wanna thank all of our admin for all the work they do. just uh, it's been a great season, man. It's been wonderful. Regular season's over. Time to time to crank it up for the playoffs. Yep. With that, everybody go Irish. Have a great Sunday. Blessed holiday, and we'll see everybody soon.
0: Dos, yeah. so, yeah. leper be the place. Huh? The podcast for inspiration and taste. With people all around from different sizes and shapes, shapes. Different cultures and backgrounds in the race. We got Jason and Nate, hosting the house. Built to create, be in the lighthouse, to keep us at the gate. Got the-
3: Get to Old Navy right now. All jeans are on sale up to 50% off. From just 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids. Try on a pair in store and save even more. With five bucks off your purchase of $50 or more during Old Navy's Great Denim Tryonathon. Hurry in now to find your perfect fit and save big with up to 50% off all jeans. Now at Old Navy, valid 812 to 821. Excludes in-store clearance, gift cards, register lane items and jewelry. $5 discount valid with jeans purchase.
0: The GEICO Insurance Agency could help keep your personal property protected, like if your roommate isn't the brightest pool float in the flooded basement. Visit GEICO.com to see how easy it is to switch and save on renter's insurance.